0: they're back your life as it has been is over Seth Phaser's on fun. let's be ready for anything
1: welcome back to Seth Phaser's to Fun it's episode number 8?
0: we've done so many episodes who can even keep track
1: the response to our last episode has been overwhelming.
0: Oh, what a relief.
1: We got uh we have some tweets, we have some emails. Really? Uh it's really going great.
0: How exciting.
1: So Jenna, who you'll remember, listened to our podcast before she watched the show.
0: What a compliment. Thank you, Jenna.
1: She she writes in and says, uh, regarding your saying that you did not want to be a scientist on a far-frung planet. Uh, instead of being in Starfleet, she says, that sounds pretty great, even if you can't go in Starfleet.
0: Uh, Oh, sure, that she would like to be a a scientist on a far-flung planet.
1: Yeah, I think she is a scientist, so that probably is pretty attractive to her.
0: (laughs) And she's like, get me off of this rock. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Earth's for the birds.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And then this email broke my heart. Oh, no. Well, it, did, it didn't break my heart. Uh, Brystefer tweeted in.
0: Brystefer. We love Brystefer.
1: He said, I went to Listener of the Week to Totes Not That super fast. DS9 has a bit more info on non-Starfleet uh, life than the Federation, though. In the Federation.
0: Okay, so that's two thoughts. Here's the thing about Twitter is sometimes, I so it takes me a minute. We have to break. That's two thoughts. One is he's expressing alarm that he lost his perch as listener of the week is that right that's correct and then the second is helpful hint that if we want more information on 24th century living we should watch ds9
1: that is correct okay
0: two thoughts wonderful well i think the second thought just made the first thought irrelevant defer back to number one
1: <laughs> that's true it's true get out of the way jenna <laughs> um,
0: she's gonna get all the way out of the way into outer space when she colon when she's the first scientist to colonize a planet. I'm rooting for you, Jetta. Uh,
1: we're delighted that all of you are listening. We're yes, we're both over of the you. moon.
0: Both yes. of you. Thank you so much. Christopher
1: is is gonna is trying to redeem himself with also, besides this wonderful tweet, uh, some mail regarding our last episode. We have oh. several we have several dynamic and exciting casting suggestions.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Um so let's get into it. I'm going to take him in a chronological order. Okay. Jason McCullough, who you'll remember from disturbing performance art <laughs> <laughs> section of our podcast. Uh, he writes in, I'm thinking uh, David Spade for Picard. No explanation needed. <laughs> now, I have I have that pictured like in his Joe Dirt haircut.
0: Of course. Uh, That's how um, I always picture David Spade.
1: So basically, Joe Dirt as Captain Picard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, you've appealed to my baser nature. I'm into it. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I love a space comedy, and I think, uh, I think that can do it.
0: Yeah, sure. It sings.
1: I'd love to see him stare down a Cardassian captain or whatever they're called.
0: I would like to see David Spade play Worf. I think that he has a, a physicality that is menacing and uh, also stately at the same time. He has a a nobility of uh, being, I think, that David Spade could pull that off. You know how Klingons are kind of noble in their ferocity? Sure. That's how I think of David Spade. Noble in his ferocity.
1: (laughs) Uh, When you're right, you're right. Um, All right. Uh, Let's see.
0: I mean, he took down Eddie Murphy that one time in a pretty pretty rough... uh... He did saturday night live joke and that's that takes some that takes some fangs i understand your feelings about the romulans but this is not the time or the
1: place if you had seen them kill your parents you would understand doctor it is always the time and place for those feelings this romulan didn't murder your parents and you are the only one who can save his life then he will die Uh, Josh uh, also wrote in. Uh, He actually sent us a Gmail too, saying he enjoys the podcast. And he was hoping to be one of the first Gmails to come in, but he was third. So, third. That's all right, Josh. So so good. Still good. He loves FMK, unlike some people that we will not mention.
0: (laughs) Uh, FMK is sort of divisive. It's a divisive game we play. Not everybody's into it, some of us are. Some of us aren't. It's all right. But Josh is in the Team FMK. We appreciate it, Josh.
1: We'd love to hear where you stand on the FMK debate. Also, we don't probably care that much, because we're (laughs) probably going to keep doing it. (laughs) Shut up, Wesley. Josh also says he loves the idea of a one-woman show of Glenn Close playing the entire cast. Yes. And he likes uh, Picard, as uh, played by Meryl Streep. Yes. Yes,
0: Josh, Uh, you and I, sharing a brain.
1: So Jenna has a couple casting suggestions as well. Okay. She says, how about Tim Amundsen uh, and Hugh Laurie as Riker and Picard? Now, uh, Tim Amundsen, if you don't know, played, uh, he was the king in Gallivant most recently. He played Alma Garrett's husband, Brom Garrett, in Deadwood. Uh, He is a frequent guest star in the Thrilling Adventure Hour.
0: Fantastic.
1: He's a a good dude. Uh, And I think he'd be a good Riker.
0: Throw that guy some work. I'm all for it.
1: Uh, Hugh Laurie is Picard. I don't know. He seems a little bit
0: too self... I don't know. I that like him. That would be him. like Picard's evil twin brother.
1: But I think of him as like the affable twin brother.
0: Do you? Hugh Laurie? Yeah. I guess, well, I guess okay. his affableness is colored by his house performance for me when I think of Hugh Laurie.
1: Yeah, I get the affableness, I guess because I just watched Veep and he's like you know, the most popular guy around. Right. Um,
0: I think of him as a cantankerous fellow who can right. diagnose diseases.
1: Those are good, those, we're going to throw them on the pile. Okay. We, we like them in case any of this happens. Uh, and then finally, our number one fan, Bryce Defer, has written in his entire cast list. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is great. Some actually really good suggestions. All right, let's hear it. All right. Wesley. Zach Allison. I don't know who exactly that is. I'm going to Google him right now. Great. He is a kid. Uh, he plays in some Disney things, apparently. Oh. He's 17.
0: Does he have one of those cute Disney kid haircuts that's all sort of like floppy and short at the same time? Like that floppy-headed Disney kid look?
1: He does. He's definitely got the... Uh, yeah, this is a good. this is a good call. I've never heard him talk, but this is a good...
0: Oh yeah, he's got that he's got the spiky see the Disney haircut is either floppy headed or spiky headed. And this guy's got the spiky headed thing happening. I'm looking at a picture of him now.
1: We'd probably have to slick it down for the show, but
0: Oh, well we'd have to do all kinds of like space hair.
1: What if we gave them a forehead ridge?
0: The crushers?
1: Yeah. What I if can we dig made, it. Them, made them, like some dumb thing. <laughs> some dumb some other dumb species when Wesley was growing up he was an extraordinarily bright boy but he had a hard time making friends I think the other children were a little intimidated by him for O'Brien he has suggested Phil Burke uh who according to Wikipedia is an Irish Canadian film television stage actor uh and he was on Hell on Wheels a show that which I watched a couple episodes of
0: Bryce first got some deep cuts
1: he does. I, I, can dig, I, can, I can dig this guy. 100%. For Troy, he's gone the rest of the development route and uh, submitted Portia de Rossi.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. She's fantastic, but I feel like Portia de Rossi is so fantastic, she deserves a role even better than Deanna Troy.
1: Well, hopefully, under our guidance, the Troy role will be a little beefed up.
0: Yeah, that's true. Good point.
1: I'm assuming they let us run the show as well as we cast it. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, Worf, Terry Crews, classic choice. Oh, sure. Choice. Yeah, Perfect. of course. Perfect.
0: He'd be really great at the mm-hmm. comic elements of Worf. Worf is an undersung comic hilarity bomb on that show. Absolutely. It's so funny.
1: Absolutely. I would relish seeing Keiko give birth under Worf's guidance if ter- played by Terry Crews. <laughs> Jordy, uh, Donald Glover.
0: Interesting. Mm. Which I can,
1: I can totally see. I can see it.
0: Sort of a denuded Donald Glover, like take some of the sex appeal away from Donald Glover. I mean, he's got a bit of a kind of a nerdy sex appeal.
1: He does play, uh, nerd... like if you've seen their their comedy troops movie, uh, Mystery Team, he plays a kind of an innocent. You know, mm. I could I could see that. It's good. It's good. That's a really good pick. Now he has. Uh, uh, on the community tip, he's got Danity Pooty as uh, data.
0: Ah, sure.
1: Yeah, I can. All right, I buy it. I buy it. Sure. He awards full marks to me for naming Jillian Anderson Crusher, <laughs> and I will, I will accept them.
0: <laughs> what are you gonna do with those full marks?
1: I'm gonna put them in my mark bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Which. <laughs>
0: Mom, a mark bucket's overflowing.
1: My mom doesn't care about my mark bucket.
0: Are you kidding? Your mother gave you your first mark bucket. It was like, fill this well, son. She did. <laughs> you, yeah. you fill it like a Fawnville, son. <laughs> That's my impression of your mother, who I have never met.
1: My mom and dad sound the same. <laughs> they both sound <laughs> like that. They both sound like Old West <laughs> saloon keepers. <laughs> Commander, what are you doing here? The name is Frank Hollander. What do you want, my boy? For Riker, uh, he, he names Lee Pace.
0: Oh, sure. I can see that. That's, I mean, yeah. that's a great, solid pick.
1: Yeah, Brystever, you're, you're doing really I suspect
0: defer has thought about this a little more than certainly I did.
1: Uh, yes. Uh, well, to be revealed, if you name Zoe Deschanel to the cast. Uh, for Q, uh, he says Eddie Izzard, which is a dynamite oh, pick.
0: Eddie Izzard is fabulous. Oh, uh, fabulous! I yeah, want to see a two-person show of Glenn Close and Eddie Izzard. I would follow that parade because I, I forgot to mention they're doing their show in a parade. That I would then be following in one of those like Shriner cars with a little Fez, you know, the way the Shrine. I don't know. Do you have Shriners in California that wear the little Fez?
1: Oh, sure. We definitely had them in Texas. They were them in little cars. Yeah,
0: little cars. That's what I would be doing following the Eddie Izzard Glenn Close reenactment of all Star Trek parade.
1: Uh, I think you'd have a lot of company. Yeah. For Guinan, he picks Laverne Cox.
0: Yeah, uh, sure.
1: I have to look that up.
0: Laverne Cox? Sure, she's you know, orange is the new black. Laverne Cox. Isn't oh, she? Oh on... sure,
1: sure, sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: That would be a Iron. very glamorous gynen. Then then the hats would not have wisdom in it. Guinan's hats would have glamour.
1: Yeah, but do you think she can pull off the wisdom?
0: Oh sure. Okay. She's Great. very poised. Excellent. In interviews.
1: And Picard, I don't know who this is. He has selected John Noble.
0: I don't know
1: who that is. Uh, Brystopher, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, let's Let me tell see. you,
0: I noticed in none of these picks, nobody's getting behind my Zoe Deschanel play.
1: Oh, he was on Fringe. I guess that's what people would know him from. He played Denethor in Lord of the Rings. All right. Well, Bristopher, you you're, you carry a lot of water around here. So if you say John Noble.
0: I mean, we'll give him uh, a read. But a no Zoe Deschanel anywhere. It seems like a it seems like a uh, an oversight. What Star Trek reboot needs is more floral prints and cute bangs.
1: You know who'd be a good Riker is um, is Lance Reddick.
0: Sure.
1: Speaking of, of yes. friends, he
0: would make a great Picard. What are we talking about? Lance Reddick would be a fantastic Picard. He's got the high forehead. He's got the the arch quality. You know the sort of like diplomacy, but with a fist. If
1: he wasn't on a Star Trek show right now, if there was one run running, he would definitely play a captain of Uh-oh. another ship or an admiral. Or so he would—he is—he would one hundred percent be on a show.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Lance Reddick. Yes.
1: Well, Bryceifer, we have we have spoken, and you are officially redeemed.
0: <laughs> Put that in your redemption bucket.
1: Uh. <laughs> Your life, as it has been, is over. What's our first segment? What do you want to do first?
0: A new segment called Who's a Star Trek Fan? Where we guess if famous people are Star Trek fans or not. Okay. So first up in this new segment, uh, Who's a Star Trek Fan? Uh, Barack Hussein Obama, our president, yours and mine. Uh, I think he is. He No, he definitely is your president. But no. <laughs> <laughs> is he a Star Trek fan is Absolutely. the question before the court. You say why, let's hear it. What's your argument?
1: I, I've heard him talk about Star Trek
0: before. Oh, well, see, you have you know already.
1: Am I supposed to feign ignorance?
0: Well, no. Not to feign. But I so you say, know oh, for sure that he's a Star Trek fan.
1: <laughs> I do. Um,
0: he's at your house I, right now, isn't he, Charlie?
1: I, I want to say John Hodgman called him, didn't call him out, but talked about that when he did a... Sp- speaking engagement in front of him and and he is in fact a star trek fan and i can see that i think people think he's spock-like but i think he's more picard-like
0: oh he's totally a picard the people who think he's spock don't they have a complete misunderstanding
1: as we've proved on this podcast before original series is not as good and therefore (laughs) obama is (laughs) obama is our
0: clearly a picard Picard. yeah a hundred percent I, the only reason why, the only, I, I, I think he, well, clearly he is a Star Trek fan, so this game is sort of moot, but I, my only hesitance about wondering if he was a Star Trek fan or not is because he's so into the sports, and I'm wondering if there's a lot of Star Trek sports crossover. I don't care for the sports. Charles, are you a sports fan?
1: I am, I am a sports fan. All
0: right, so there is some, there's some crossover there. All right, Wh- which, which of the sports are you a fan of?
1: Uh, basketball is my sport. (gasps) Okay, well, he's
0: into the basketball, so maybe if you're into the basketball, you can be into Star Trek.
1: Here's another celebrity. Charlize Theron.
0: Ah, is Charlize Theron a Star Trek fan, based on our limited understanding of Charlize Theron? Let's see, she's from South Africa, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure she had, like, satellite TV, so American culture gets piped in everywhere, so it's a fair bet that Mm. she's heard of Star Mm Trek. Sure. She's awful good looking. That's yep. here nor there. Just pointing that out.
1: Do you think she and Ashley Judd went out for the Wesley role, the, the Wesley love interest role at the same time?
0: Well, she was in Australia. So was she getting American casting opportunities? I don't know. As a youth? I don't
1: know. She and Ashley Judd kind of came up at the same time, as I remember. Maybe that's not true.
0: I don't know. Boy, I thought this game um, would be more fun. <laughs> I've ruined it. <laughs> That's alright. I, I don't know if she would be a Star Trek fan. I like Charlize Theron, so I want her to be a Star Trek fan. Sure. I just I just want that to happen.
1: Do you think Jim Morrison would be a Star Trek The Next Generation fan? No. If he were alive?
0: If Jim Morrison were alive, he would not be a Star Trek The Next Generation fan. I, in fact, I feel very confident about that.
1: I agree. Yeah. I brought him up because I, I hate him. I hate him! The Doors are the worst.
0: Oh, they are the worst, Charlie! There's a reason why we are the co-hosts of this podcast. It's true. So we can do a second podcast called The Doors are the Worst. (laughs) I'm always alone. I'll be at the grocery store and a Doors song will come on and people will be like, oh, Riders on the Storm. And I'm like, Riders on the Puke, I want to get out of here.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: I can't stand The Doors.
1: I was somewhere in a remix of the rap section from... The Blondie song Rapture, which is probably the worst thing ever, to uh to Riders on the Storm came on and they were mashed up and I wanted to jump out of oh Uh, so I I always promised myself if I ever got any kind of public platform I would use it to bash the doors.
0: (laughs) Congratulations
1: fulfilling my birth right. Congratulations. I,
0: (laughs) I bet there's not a lot of Doors Star Trek fan crossover.
1: No, I should hope not. No, because the doors
0: are clearly horrible and Star Trek is clearly awesome.
1: It's like if I found out that do- there was like a door, a big doors Star Trek crossover, I would probably not like Star Trek anymore.
0: Oh, let's not go that far. Don't let the doors taint the the beauty of Star Trek. You just got to cut that stuff out. Just like cut it out with a scalpel, like in your mind.
1: But then that would make me think, well, shit, am I a Doris fan? It would lead to a lot of soul, no. s- soul searching. I'll
0: tell you why, how I know, Charlie, because I am not a basketball fan. And no amount of Barack obama is going to make me a basketball fan.
1: So if Barack Obama invited you to a basketball game, you'd be like, eh. Or you well, wouldn't enjoy the game.
0: I would go, but I would just soak in his aura. Okay. I would go. I would uh-huh. be like, explain to me about the basketball, Barack. And he would then explain to me in a sort of patronizing but charming way.
1: Um, I'll tell you why basketball and Next Generation are related. Okay. Basketball in its purest form is about cooperation and teamwork. Oh. And everybody respecting everybody else's jobs and abilities.
0: I love that. That makes me want to be a basketball fan when you describe it that way. That's beautiful.
1: And the doors are all about ruining everything. The
0: doors are all about doing drugs in the desert and ruining things. I don't like the desert, and I don't particularly like drugs, and I don't want things ruined, so boo through strike three doors we're in complete agreement. (laughs) god
1: what if all right i just envisioned a nightmare alternate reality Uh which if we subscribe to the multiverse theory has happened data wants to understand the human appeal of music so he makes a holodeck program and the fucking musician he brings into the holodeck program (laughs) is goddamn jim morris
0: But it'll be like a seedy Jim Morrison Jim Morrison who didn't die at 27 The Lizard oh, King yeah. when he's all Seeded out and gross and nick multified. Right. He's all like uh, Yeah, uh, so he's like,
1: he's like in his 50s and he's got a paunch
0: Horrible just... Oh, Data, run for the hills Anybody but Morrison
1: Man, I would rather Joe Piscopo teach him about music than...
0: <laughs> Joe Piscopo can play the piano a little bit
1: Yeah, he can Yeah, I would he rather can. Joe
0: Piscopo teach him About American Song than Jim Morrison. Look at this. One more drop in the redemption bucket for Piscopo. In that yep. he's at least better than Jim Morrison. We found someone lower than Piscopo in our Steam. <laughs> that is a remarkable <laughs> way to go, Joe. Piscopo one, Morrison zero.
1: <laughs> Come here, tell that noise! You turned off my music. Yes, I most certainly did. And I expect it to stay turned off. All right, I have an idea for a reboot of this segment. Okay. I'm going to go down the star meter on IMDb Pro. We'll say yay or nay. All right, so number one, a little morbid, but Christopher Lee.
0: Oh, Star Trek fan, definitely.
1: Yeah, probably. Bryce Dallas Howard. I'm going to say no.
0: No, definitely not. Definitely not.
1: Uh, Alexandra Daddario
0: who is that
1: she uh, was the she was the girl that Woody Harrelson was uh, cheating with on True Detective uh, she is in most recently the San Andreas picture playing The Rock's daughter I think
0: I don't know who she is but I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say yes
1: I don't think she is okay
0: then no she, she might be I don't know who she is uh,
1: uh, the Khaleesi, Amelia Clark Oh,
0: I wish the answer is yes, but I kind of doubt it. If nothing
1: else, she seems a little too young to have had a formative. That's right. Well, she's well, she's, she's twenty eight. I mean, she was a kid. I don't know. She hasn't lived in a world with Star Trek on TV. Yeah. I'll bet, I'll bet she saw the mo- the new movies and liked them, though.
0: Sure, sure. I bet she saw the new movies and was like, "I would like to work with Chris Pine someday." Chris Pratt. No, I wish that nope. he was, but he but he's not. Uh, he's far. He has far too many social skills. I think. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's true. Uh, Now this is interesting, number uh, six, Tom Hardy, Mm. who is in Star Trek.
0: I think that he is a Star Trek fan. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is one of those guys who's really good looking on accident. Like it's just it's just like a it's like if you go through a, a buffet line and you're like loading up your plate with like macaroni and cheese and roast beef. And then suddenly you find a diamond and you're like, oh, uh, well look at that. I got a diamond. Like that's how his good looks are. Like he has a plate. He went through the line to get the macaroni and cheese and the roast beef and the coleslaw and somehow ended up with a diamond. Hundred percent Star Trek fan.
1: All right. Tom Hardy. Welcome to the club. Uh, Margot Robbie is number seven. I don't think she is. I
0: don't know who that is.
1: Uh, she was in The Wolf of Wall Street. She was in Focus, one of the worst movies I've ever seen.
0: Hmm. Who was she um, in Wolf of Wall Street?
1: She was DiCaprio's wife.
0: Oh, no, she's not.
1: 20, also Too Young, number one.
0: Yeah, Too Young. Uh,
1: Jamie Clayton, I have no idea who that is. She's apparently in Sense8.
0: Oh, so let's say in- yes. Let's give it to her.
1: All right. Uh, number number nine, I'm going to give it a uh, preemptive no way. Kate Upton.
0: No way. Uh,
1: And then Haley Stanfield. Sure. Steinfeld. Let's
0: give it to Haley.
1: Yeah, I think Haley is it. Um,
0: really, it comes down to, like, how likable we find these stars.
1: <laughs> right. The problem with the IMDb star meter is it's mostly just uh, attractive young actresses. Right, I'm sure. I'm going to skip down a little bit. Uh, Peter Dinklage. Yes. Yep, definitely. Do you think The Rock
0: is a Star Trek fan? You know what? I think he is a Star Trek fan. I think he came to it late in the game, but then was like, oh, yes, good. I think what happened is The Rock was like at the gym, you know, wailing on his pecs or something. And on TV was a marathon. And he was like, this is great. I can relate to these people and these feelings. (laughs) All right. Can you relate Um, to what The Rock is feeling? uh, See, it's like that.
1: uh, (laughs) Uh, All right, two more. All right. Shia LaBeouf.
0: What a great question. Boy, I could go either way on this one. I feel like there's strong arguments for and against that Shia LaBeouf is a Star Trek fan.
1: I want to say in my heart that he is.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be swayed.
1: Shia, if you're listening, please write in and tell us. If you know Shia LaBeouf please ask him and tell us
0: yeah and uh, how do they write in charlie
1: let's get to the bottom of this uh you can write in a couple way, different ways megan you can write us to on gmail at setphasers to fun pod at gmail.com which we love it warms our heart to get a gmail
0: it does our our one heart that we shared between the two of us
1: and then our our twitter account is setphaserspod, and we loved it we love to get viewer mail no matter what
0: it's so exciting open all hailing frequencies
1: the last um, are they a Star Trek fan anyone on the Entourage cast do you think there's a single Entourage cast member who is a of the core cast
0: I have never watched a single episode of Entourage
1: I'm just going to give you their names okay and you can tell me Vinny. no
0: E um no Drama I don't know and Turtle no I'm gonna say no. Um, Are we voting for the characters or the actors who play them?
1: Either they're both the same answer. Oh,
0: okay. Well the answer is no. Good. Oh yeah. good.
1: I feel like I, I didn't study Entourage for a test you watched it.
0: And then passed it. What's that?
1: <laughs> I think you would love Entourage if you watched it. Oh <laughs> I just watched a shiver run down your spine. Would
0: I love it as much <laughs> as I love the doors?
1: You might yeah, it would be about equal. <laughs> Entourage is the doors of TV shows.
0: Yikes. Harsh. FMK with the stars that we have decided our Star Trek fans kind of arbitrarily. Uh, Let's see. Barack Obama, Shia LaBeouf, Peter Dinklage. (laughs) Barack Obama, Shia LaBeouf, Peter Dinklage. Three assumed Star Trek fans. FMK. Let's hear it, Charlie.
1: I kill... Shia LaBeouf. Naturally. I marry Obama. I F Dinklage.
0: I love it. I mean, it's... You You were correct. Yeah. Why do you marry Barack over Peter?
1: He seems like a real good... You know... Long-term investment.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: (laughs) A lot of thoughtful conversations, a lot of... I mean, Peter would be a good choice to marry, too.
0: That's true, but Barack Obama is is kind of, he's, he's the marrying kind. Peter Dinklage is the hot night and some memories kind, <laughs> comparatively. <laughs> <laughs> FMK.
1: Tom Hardy. Oh. Ha- Haley Steinfeld.
0: I can't remember who ha- Haley Steinfeld is.
1: She's the girl from. Uh, you said yes when we were. I
0: know, but I was just making it up. I didn't think I'd ever have to be called on it.
1: She was the girl in True Grit.
0: Oh, we have the same birthday.
1: You guys should get married.
0: <laughs> We'd have one heck of a party. The Rock. Hmm. Oh, that's hard. Well, Haley Steinfeld is okay. I'd have to. I'd kill Haley. Sorry, Haley. Mm. I know and it was rough. But what, I'm going to kill The Rock?
1: You couldn't. Couldn't if you wanted to. I couldn't
0: if I wanted to. So now I have to decide. I, I, okay, why am I even pretending? I'm going to marry The Rock. I'm going to F Tom Hardy. It's it's no-brainer. It's clear-cut path as soon as you think about it. Because uh, I think conversation with Tom Hardy is the kind of... It's like a 12-hour limit. So it's ceiling on how interesting that is. is about 12 hours. Just enough for like a really good date. But The Rock... I feel like The Rock is a savvy entrepreneur. He's got a lot to teach me in terms of finance. Yeah, no brainer.
1: The way I see it, you burn yourself 24 hours. If I were you, I'd use the time.
0: All right, well, this concludes our eighth, can you believe it, eighth episode of Set Phasers to Fun. Charlie, I never thought we'd last this long, and yet here we are.
1: If you want to get in touch on Twitter, it's at setphaserspod. If you want to get in touch on Gmail, it's to Fun Pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Absolutely yes to that. Have a great afternoon or any time of day that you're having. It's so silly. I hear music. In my mind, music that won't stop. Perhaps it's a symptom of fatigue. We've all been inflicted one time or another with that melody that won't go away.
1: Bleurgh! Bleurgh!